0: Just had it to me. The following podcast is a Saiyan Productions production. If anything should happen to me, you must go to God. You must say these words: Klaatu, Verada, Victor. Welcome back to another Thursday night adventure of sci-fi watcher that means we're going to be geeking out on some more red dwarf stuff glad you guys could join us tonight for episode 148 of the podcast I'm Corey Shret and joining me as always my friend mr. Brian Lee Brian how's it going going good Good to be here, man. You yeah, got on some more Red Dwarf goodness tonight. But before we do, head on over to SciFiWatcher.com slash donate. You can help out the show over there many ways. Telling your friends, donating money, wish lists. Check out all the ways you can help us out at SciFiWatcher.com slash donate. So we're going to go way back now to before the show began to its origins on radio with skits that were titled Dave Holland's Space Cadet. Now, these skits were written, of course, by Grant Naylor themselves, who created a show called Son of Cliché, which was a sketch comedy show on BBC Radio 4, and aired from August 23rd, 1983 to December 29th, 1984. During these two series, there were five little mini-episodes of this Dave Hollins character they had. Uh, Dave Hollins was played by Nick Wilton, and Hab, the ship computer, was played by Chris Berry, a.k.a. Arnold Rimmer, in the TV show. Now, Brian, when when you first heard this, did you get any red dwarf feeling from it at all? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: just the part where he's you know seven trillion light years away from Earth, and uh-huh. he's the only person left. So yeah, it's got that.
0: It's just like Dave Lister. Well, yeah, it's got any. But what about the humor? Does, do you have that red dwarf humor in it?
1: It did, um, but it's it's different uh, with just two characters there. I think you don't get the full dynamic when you unless you have all four people there.
0: Yeah, I think that was well. I think the reason you know we're talking like a two minute, three minute, two three minute skit here. I mean, if you had four people in there, it might be like too much mm-hmm. to put into it. But I think it's the right chemistry for two minutes. You know, you have well the the in the first series you only had uh, just uh, Dave Hollins in it. Had the computer didn't show up yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on a different ship and like, stuff like that. But I think it's hilarious. So it starts at the beginning, though. His ship is in a decaying orbit, and there's no power in the star hopper. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to like Starbug, you know? It's, yeah, had a Starbug kind of feel to it with that word. And then it's funny is he's saying all this stuff, giving an SOS message. He's giving out his uh, uh, Automobile Association number. You know, I, I remember that. Yeah, and he's like trying to get a tow truck in there. But yeah, he's I, I and of course they keep making references to uh, PE teachers. You know, which kind of comes back in the, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I mean the first thing uh, the first one was funny I, and, and I related to the one part where he meets up with one of the aliens and uh, the alien's like where are you from and he's like yeah I'm from Earth and the guy, of course the alien goes do you know a guy named Yen Vogels <laughs> was there
1: some kind of in- inside joke there that
0: no no the joke is and I've had this before that they assume if you're from somewhere or you work somewhere you must know somebody that works yeah. there you know when I worked at the post office I worked at the huge Tampa hub where hundreds of people work 24 hours a day, and someone's like, you work at the post office in Tampa? Oh, do you know so-and-so? I'm looking at him, like, I don't know who the heck you're talking about.
1: Right, I get it, yeah.
0: I mean, but that's like the inside joke there, but I thought it was hilarious that the, the aliens ask him, Are you sure you, you don't know Yen? Come on, Yen's from the 8th century, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I love that he finally gives in and says, yeah, yeah, I know him. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny, the whole conversation's basically about that. And uh, it was kind of funny at the end there, you know, it's like, oh, they they are supposed to decapitate each other and swap heads for an hour to get to know each other. And then you... Yeah, I re- you well, what? I was, was going to th-
1: say, I, I read that the this was supposed to be the only skit and then they... Uh, that's why they decapitated him. Mm-hmm. And they decided to keep going with it because it, it, I guess it got so much uh,
0: attention, so... Yeah, I thought it was funny because they decapitated him. And he goes, funny, that's what happened to Yen Vogels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know, obviously I don't, you can't listen to these for continuity because you're gonna sit there and go that's wrong that's wrong that doesn't make sense that contradicts this. But I, I mean I I was I thought it was cute. I mean it was for two or three minutes I'm like this is this is interesting this is different. You know, science, it's very
1: different. I bet it's different when it came out too.
0: Well, first of all, science fiction comedy is, is an unusual combination. Yeah. You know you don't you don't put the two together.
1: Well, we talked about that when we reviewed Galaxy Quest that we there aren't very many. You know, science fiction humor movies.
0: Yeah, and when you put them together, you have to get a good blend too. You don't want it to be like slapsticky or or a spoof.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you kind you want you want it to be like a sitcom set in space type of thing. And you don't want to
1: overburden your audience with too much sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. jargon.
0: Right. So just enough jargon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's got to be a tough balance. But these guys did it. And, like you said, it was supposed to be a standalone, but then you get to series two and they they changed it up the ship's name had changed they added the the computer hab they made him seven trillion you know he's seven trillion light years from Earth, and he only has three cassettes to listen to <laughs> and and this 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 skit here i mean you could tell they took this skit and put it right into red dwarf yeah
1: yeah um did you already look that up, which one it was in or did you
0: uh no, it was one of the early ones I know it was uh it was one of the early ones in season one, series one. It was series one, episode six. Me too. Oh, it was the one with the two rimmers, huh?
1: Yeah, and uh, in that episode, Hal was doing it as an April Fool's
0: joke. Mm-hmm. The whole His, yeah, the whole Norweb Federation. He did this exact skit. I mean, almost verbatim. Yeah, you know? the Norweb Federation, seven eighths of the Earth, German sausage, da da da. You left the light on. And the only thing I
1: mean, different was the amount of money he had in his bank account was different. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but besides that, I mean, it was just almost like they copied and pasted it in there. And I'm like, I still enjoyed it, though. But it's just like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then I love the fact that in – and the, in, in, in the, in the funny thing is, though, these ships actually existed in the skit here. Or it appears they existed because at the end, I love how Hab wants uh, Dave to hide under the kitchen table and he'll tell him that he's out shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay that, that's kind of funny it would have been funny
1: been there and seeing seeing it you know see them doing the actual skit
0: yeah but that's the thing about radio though i think it's better not to you have a better imagination of what's going on oh well, that's the whole thing you know i mean you could write the write the scene in your head for yeah what they say uh yeah the, uh, the next one um i love how they're talking about they're going that the hab is going sp- Space uh, says that uh, Dave's going space crazy. And Dave talks about the giant chicken that t- took both of his hats. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about something on the ship, you know. And they find out that it's a pen. I didn't know what burrow was. I had to look it up. Well, if they said the next line, it's a pen, you know. Yeah, yeah Byro. Yeah, that's. They do say that. It's one of those things I kind of know now. I'm kind of used to, to that word. So it's like, oh, okay. That's another name for pen? Yeah, Byro. Okay. I That's thought it was they, a
1: brand or something.
0: I don't know. It might be a brand, but I've heard biro before. Okay. And I love how they talk about how the pen clones themselves in usually dark, dry places, usually behind the back of a sofa. Yeah. And the offspring is usually a fork and a pink comb. <laughs> and it's, like, funny because it's true. You always find stuff like that in the back of a sofa. <laughs> yeah, and
1: then he, um, I guess he, he's calling, like, he's doing a log at the end,
0: and he's like, I killed a, I killed a pen today. mm <laughs> I don't feel good about it, but I feel kind of silly. And I did catch—I I caught the chicken this morning. He gave me my hats back. <laughs> I was like, "Jeez, uh, that's good." The next one is—the uh, next one, of course, brings us back to the red dwarf references. I, you know, starts off with him talking about he's been in suspended animation for three hundred years. You know, but it wasn't supposed to be that long because he overslept. Yeah, talk about his birthday—he's three hundred twenty-seven and then uh, this part and and this this is i mean like i said this was like right out of red Dwarf. they said oh he should be orbiting earth he looks out the window and he earth's not there and he's like oops wrong window <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and these skits they're actually referencing aliens and remember in red dwarf there are no aliens mm-hmm. it's all you know human-made things i wonder what made him decide not to use aliens in red know.
0: dwarf i don't know they talk about
1: zygots in some of the or zygons in some of these and then you know that alien from the first one that chopped off his head I mean
0: yeah I mean it's the weird thing that they actually got away from it you know
1: this one actually has a PE P- teacher the one we're talking about now
0: yeah the PE the PE teacher is uh, he's from the brain trust he has an IQ of what just an IQ <laughs> they always make fun of PE teachers I mean that's the one thing they like to do Did I miss that? Was that in some of the other episodes? That was in one of the um, intros in series two. I think it was, yeah, series two of Red Dwarf when uh, Holly does his, you know, this is an SOS distress call. He goes, I'm Holly, the the ship's computer with an IQ of 6,000. That's the same IQ as 6,000 PE teachers. (laughs) They they made that PE reference joke again in the show. I think
1: maybe it has something to do with maybe the writers and their past.
0: (laughs) Maybe it does. Yeah, the last one, at least, now it's six trillion years from Earth. Um, And and, and Dave's supposed to be in suspended animation, but he couldn't get to sleep. (laughs) This is the one, yeah, with the three moons around the planet. One's volcanic, one's gas, and one's wearing Hawaiian shirt. And you find out it's a fat man floating in space. Yeah, these were the Zygons, which I, I will reference why I didn't like the word Zygons being used, but... Yeah, the planet has inverted gravity, so you don't get pulled down towards the center. You get pushed away. Yeah. And then the Zygons, the race on the planet, evolved their feet that was made of Velcro.
1: And they mentioned something here that I didn't get. I had to look it up that Shrove Tuesday.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually a day, and I guess it is in Britain. It's the day preceding Ash Wednesday. It's Hmm. uh, the first day of Lent, and they call it Pancake Tuesday.
0: hmm (laughs) <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Surprised we don't have that here. We eat so much in this country. Figured we'd have Pancake Tuesday here. I wouldn't mind. I thought it was interesting. The guy ate so much stuff that he got ripped up into orbit. Right. He was eating the. Was eating what? Pinto beans off the moons. He was propelling himself by burping and breaking wind.
1: Yeah, and they asked why he's wearing a uh, Hawaiian
0: shirt, and he's like, "Oh, I thought it looked swimmer." <laughs> yeah. It's untucked because it make him look slimmer. Yeah, and then his wife comes up there and she brings a bag of pinto beans to join him. You know, and then that's the way it ends. And, and, and it's funny because at the end of the last skit, they say, you know, Dave Holland's Space Cadet. They, all the other skits didn't have like a closing credit, but this skit, the last skit, they had, had like a little closing credit. Like, you know, Dave Holland's Space Cadet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the one thing I didn't like, Zygon's. I don't know if you know what this is, but Zygons are also the name of the race from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that came out before this. So I'm like, no, don't use Zygons. So I got the image of them in my head from 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 that series. I was like, no, that's not right. But yeah, I was like, why did you use also that? also Doctor Who Zygons.
1: Did that come afterwards, though?
0: Yeah. Z- yeah. Um. No, before. Okay. was so, like, yeah. I think everyone's used. I think all, all British aliens used it, but yeah, it's uh. So, what would you think of these these little skits?
1: I think they are cute. Uh, I can see definitely see some like similarities there. The humor is there, but it's still not a replacement for
0: you know the full blown thing. Here's the thing, though. I think that Grant and Naylor are geniuses. It's the fact that they took these little ideas. And somehow made 30 minute episodes Oh yeah yeah, They've you know, got skills I, could, I, I can honestly see them This being done easier Little science fiction comedy Skits being done like this Instead of doing a full blown 30 minute episode Yeah I mean it, it's tough But yeah I mean you can see the ideas You can see the, the Dave Lister The, the Holly thing uh, You know 3 million years from earth Etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah, and there were some
1: other episodes we didn't get a chance to listen to, them, or I didn't get a chance to listen to them. It's on this uh Ganymede Titan website. Uh-huh. Um that had other skits that some say are, are are you know, precursors to Red Dwarf.
0: Um one of them is called Asso Spanish Detective. No, they no, those weren't precursors. Well, those skits were were potential TV shows. Okay, that's what it was. It was it was Red Dwarf. The, uh, the Spanish Inspector and a couple other shows were, were up for potential. I, got the, I think it's in the Wikipedia article, too. I'll post that in the show notes. And we'll post the transcripts to these skits in the show notes, too. So go check those out. So, yeah, there was a bunch of different skits, I guess, that they were talking about making into a show. Yeah. And thank goodness they t- took this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have liked to know how they came up with cat you know and and Rimmer,
0: yeah, that's the interesting thing too. I like to know how they came up with those characters, but obviously, you know they needed those characters i can't could you imagine a thirty minute show of just Dave and the computer
1: yeah, that would get that would wear on me probably
0: yeah you couldn't you couldn't do it I mean I think about it i mean remember the movie we watched um the heck is it called now running Oh, it was one we watched a while ago. It was the guy with the, the, the he killed the rest of the crew. It was him and the little robots. I can't think maybe of the awesome. name of <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Bruce Stern's in it. Jeez Louise. Oh. Bruce Stern. Oh, Silent yeah. Silent running. running. Silent Running. Yeah. Silent Running. They did that for 90 minutes.
1: They made it interesting, though. They, they, they found ways to make it interesting.
0: I they kept my attention. Maybe they could have made this interesting, but... But science fiction comedy, it wouldn't be funny because you can only play off the computer so many times. You'd have to have other characters coming, and I think a foursome makes it a lot easier to write for than just a twosome. But the fact that, like you said, they took the aliens out of it, which makes it even tougher to write for. Yeah. You know, but yeah, in this one though, it's like they could go back to Earth. You know, it felt like that Earth was still there. Mm-hmm. There was sometimes you're like he's lost and you know far away from Earth, and other times it's just like he's leaving messages for Earth and they're still there and, you know, he can go back no problem. I think he was just writing, he's just dictating his adventures, right? That's what it felt like. But it almost felt like he was sending him to like, uh, like a satellite or something somewhere.
1: But I think these experiences and in the, in these uh, skits here, he's wondering if, if it's really happening or is it just made up because he's going crazy?
0: Yeah, that's true though because we are you know, he mentions he's going, he's not going crazy, but from obviously giant chickens and stuff like that you must be.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it's made up in his head.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty good though. I mean, I'm glad we got to listen to these just to get a feel of, you know, where Red Dwarf came from. Yeah. Like I said, go check out the links in the show notes. We're going to have the transcripts in there if you want to read them yourself. Um I enjoyed them. Um I think it's kind of weird though that it's a radio show, but they had people laughing, so it must have been done – it seems like it must have been done in front of a live studio audience or something.
1: I think it is, yeah.
0: Because the laughter doesn't feel like canned laughter. It feels like actual people watching them perform this. I think it was um, It was probably done in a, in a live studio. I, I think so. So yeah, go check those out. Join us here next week as we actually go read a comic for Red Dwarf called Prelude to Anarchy – and on Sunday, we're going to tackle the novel Ender's Game in prepa- preparation of the DVD release Ender's Game starring Harrison Ford on the week after, actually. Yeah, the week after. Of course, I want to thank my friend Mr. Brian Lee for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? I uh, can always find me on Twitter. It's at Brian Says. And as always, you can find all the stuff we talk about here at SciFiWatcher.com. Download, subscribe. You can email us from there. There's our voicemail and everything else. SciFiWatcher.com. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this Red Dwarf special sci-fi watcher episode. Until next time, have a good one.